we will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. He is mad. He is crazy. Some say he never had any marbles at birth. Or maybe he's onto something. It's the Queery Cast with the Larry Queery Eye. It's not fearless. Just real talk. And now, here's your host. Hi, hi, hello, and hey, hey, and welcome to this week's episode of the Criticast. The name is Larry, and such a pleasure being with you. Yes, very excited. Crazy week, and I've got a crazy section for you today. Yeah, uh, we're going to talk about the Black Lives Matter, but I'm going to talk about issues that we should really be tackling back home. Um, a very big issue for me, it's, um, in as far as justice is concerned. And in the final segment, I'm going to tell you about six lies, six very particular lies that men tell women. And no, guys, I'm not snitching. And this uh, podcast is brought to you in partnership with Aloft Garden Suites. We'll be telling you a little bit about them in a little bit from now. So what? let's get, have a look at the news uh, this week. Big news coming out is that uh, the demos that happened in Harare. So... You know, there were demos that were taking place in the high-density de- area. This is after the police in Harare um, stopped uh, people from moving in, in, in the city centre. And their reason was uh, they were enforcing Level 2. Yeah, Level 2, you know, got an indef- indefinite Level 2 lockdown within Zimbabwe at the moment, which means until the government feels like it, we're going to be... An, working in a very weird environment, very, very weird environment. So what's been happening is that there have been increases in COVID-19 19 cases. I was going to say COVID-92. Where on earth is that coming from? <laughs> kind of reminds me of when a Uganda created its own called it COVID-20 in some TV thing. Uganda feels kind of dystopian. Well, mind you, Zimbabwe gets dystopian, dystopian from time to time. But anyway, the government... Um, said people are not allowed to come into the CBD in Harare. And it just so happened, coincided with the, the, the trial of uh, Advocate Tabad in Pofu. I don't know. And the issues within the MDC, I don't know. I'm not suggesting anything, but, you know, make of it what you will. And uh, so there were protests in Highfield. A video came out, people upset and so forth. And I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. So, I mean, as I said, make of it what will, what you will. But level two, now they're saying schools should go back to so that people can start writing exams. And I'm of the opinion that, you know, it's, it's, it's a strange one for me because at some point I think we need to start to just get on with it. I don't think that the circumstances are going to be fine at any point for anything to happen. If we're going to be looking to get to zero cases or whatever the case may be, I don't know. Um, Look, I'm not the person taking the risk by going to school. I know a lot of people have to take that themselves. But I know for a fact that it's like one of those situations where if a situation is bad and you're waiting for it to get perfect, where everybody's going to be okay with it, it's not going to happen. That, that that time is not going to be in any time. The, the time we're going to go back to school is never going to be perfect. Perfect. It's always going to be too early. January next year is going to be too early. Trust me, for 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 a lot of people because yeah, the, the fear and the risks are going to be the same all the time. And so I don't know. At some point, we're just going to have to to to, to put our bootstraps on. The government is going to have to let everybody go to work at some point. 
Um, I don't think we were living in an ideal world at, at any, uh, for, for the longest period. I think we we're always at risk of something or the other. But in this instance, we've been given a very particular risk and we're just going to have to live accordingly. We just, it's like what Zambia said. We just got to have to kind of live with the idea of COVID-19. And they've got over a thousand cases. Most of our cases in Zimbabwe are in quarantine, which means we are very low risk at the moment. Um, unless somebody's saying, okay, the numbers are being suppressed and there must be might be some numbers that are hidden somewhere. But that's the thing. Uh, what else? The, the, the price of fuel has gone up in, in Zimbabwe. This is in spite of the... Uh, so I, I don't know whether that's going to help anything because the government says the reason why the fuel has been scarce in Zimbabwe is because of the logistics. It's been a logistical nightmare due to the supply chain management being affected by the COVID-19 issues at the moment. Um, so, yeah, that's a mess. Have you noticed the weather in Harare at the moment? And why are there mosquitoes? I feel like these mosquitoes are sent. They are the togoloshis. <laughs> I don't know. what are, In this freezing weather, what are mosquitoes doing hanging around with us, you know, creatures? <laughs> I just feel like, you know, they've been sent by someone. They're snitches. And maybe they're bio mosquitoes. It's like really cold because you, you, uh, you've always had, lived under the assumption that in winter the mosquitoes run away and they never come back. But yeah, bloody things are hanging around, trying to hang around with us, you know, warm-blooded creatures. I don't know. It's, it's really, really weird because temperatures are really, really a mess right now and mosquitoes are trying to hang out, hang out with human beings. And when I say hang out, I'm being nice. These, they're trying to stab us in our sleep. Oh, golly gosh. And finally, did you see that news? Sex, while you're having sex, you should wear face masks, says a study from Harvard. So they, they say if you, this is particularly for people who are not quarantined together or have not been self-isolating together. Of course, in the grand scheme of things, it's a position paper because in Zimbabwe, you're not supposed to visit each other. Hint, hint. And though, of course, you know, <laughs> a lot of people have been flouting that regulation. Excuse me, thank you very much. But uh, they're saying you should, in order to curb the spread of COVID-19, because you can get it spread through fuel, uh, fluids, people who have not been quarantining together should not kiss, uh, should not, uh, should wear face masks so they don't breathe on each other and stuff like that. But then when you think about it, really, you're sweating, you're profusely, you're, uh, you're having sex, there's intercourse. The least thing I'm worried about at this point is whether somebody is going to pass it to me or going to breathe on me or anything like that. We're already exchanging so many bodily fluids. At some point, we're just going to have to get on with it. I don't know. Are we going to say people, sex is Ill illegal right now? Because I, I feel like at the moment, we, we're getting told everything we're going to do is going to kill us. It's like those studies that have been getting from scientists that's gone mainstream. Every little thing we're going to do for the rest of our lives is going to kill us. It's going to tell us, uh, you know, there was another time they say they found COVID-19 in semen. But there was another record thing that said COVID-19 could not be found in semen. which suggested that, oh, why could COVID-19 be a sexually transmitted disease? Uh, it, it's it's just scary. And at some point, we're just going to have to get on with it. We're just going to have to say, right, we just need to start living knowing that there's exigent threat. There's three more Brady, and the name is Larry. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. 
Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. So as I say, this episode of The Criticast is brought to you in partnership with Aloft Garden Suites. Check them out. Their website is alofthospitalitygroup.co.zw. It's situated in the avenues in Harare. Uh, just go between 7th and 8th and Sulu on 70 Sulu Avenue. They've got facilities such as Wi-Fi. They've always got electricity, always got water. So it's a nice place. Uh, and it's a big thing if you're in, in Zimbabwe. So you can get a great accom- an overnight accommodation at great pricing here in Harare. You're listening to The Criticast. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Countries across the world uh, this week joined, or the, over the last week, have joined the United States in protest against po- po- police brutality in that country. And uh, first of all, I'm going to play some audios uh, from people and their opinions in as far as that situation is concerned. And also ask them to tell me about injustice in their own communities. What do they think? How does it look? How does it feel? And uh, what what do they hope gets done about it? And I'm going to share my particular issues around that. The social injustices in my community that I have identified as an African woman is that our African society tends to protect the patriarchy more, even when they are perpetrators of horrific acts such as sexual assault, such as domestic abuse and women being victims of such situations. For example, you can have a young girl who falls victim to intrafamilial abuse, but that child is immediately silenced by family members because not only family members, even community members, community leaders, they tell her it's taboo to point fingers to your father. If your father raped you, you cannot tell people that your father raped you. It's unheard of. And yet, this is a crime. This is a violation of human rights. It's a violation of the girl's human rights, you know. But you see society protecting the male. They protect the patriarchy. Even after reporting such cases... You find the victim's face plastered all over media. You find the girl's face plastered all over media. Therefore, she ends up falling victim of not only sexual assault, but she's now a victim of stigma. She's now a victim of name shaming. You have people criticizing her, people telling her she is the one who initiated certain the circumstance of the situation and that's that's really sad and heartbreaking generally women in the african society are victims of sexism is all i can say listen it's sad when life is lost however i find it a bit silly of african americans um to demand dignity from people who stole them 
from their original home place, genetically speaking. So I find the protests ridiculous and useless because who is going to listen to the descendants of slaves if african americans really wanted sympathy then they should relocate to africa you know where they are respected and taken care of not to demand dignity from people who colonized native americans annihilated their culture and then stole them they do not care so protests are made to bring an awareness for well at least from my standpoint to make people aware of things and to stop them but <laughs> how much more results can be expected from the descendants of slaves that refuse to leave the land of their slave masters therefore i have no sympathy in that regard um i think in my community the main um, injustices have to do with issues of gender-based violence. Um, by this, I mean issues to do with women being uh, assaulted either emotionally, um, emotionally, physically, as well as uh, financially. I think that's the most, um, what can I say? I think that's the most topical issue in my community that should be dealt with because in this day and age i think we believe we're in 2020 and we are still suffering things that should have been dealt with over the years but i've come to the realization that our community still um does not see women as important um don't know why but i think those are the main main issues in our community so uh very interesting opinions uh make of them what you will but uh yeah um look the the the, the issue of racism is coming front and center and to be honest it's it's huge. Um, I think to a large extent, the world got comfortable and thought that we'd never get to a position where black people are targeted or black people are put in very ex uh, exposed circumstances. And I think sometimes movies and, you know, the successes that we see in particular black people make you forget that institutional racism or forms of racism, so forms of prejudice, forms of inequality, uh, exist and some and in some instances are getting worse in many instances because that's how we function i think also um the racists are always working uh, i was listening to talk sport and your wasn't gave a very well hosted a very great program yesterday and there was a uh, organizational psychologist who came in and says we need to understand that not everyone wants a better world so we always think everybody wants a better world but not everyone wants a better world and that means that there are people who want the status quo to stay so where they were in, in this and i'm going to expand the argument to uh you know dealing with issues of male privilege and stuff like that to say that some people fear that equality means that they lose out in some way and that their position their 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 traditional um 
constructs of what the world is get affected. So even when you deal with Zimbabwe issues of, of corruption, someone doesn't want the issues of corruption. And I'm not talking about bad, bad people. We're talking about what people will consider you know, regular, reasonable people, people who you think are reasonable, don't want equality to take place. They might say it in principle that they want a world where everybody has a right, where everybody is sorted out. But in, when it comes to it, really, they don't want it to happen. They, 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 what they, like I say, they fear that they will lose out. And that's the reality. There are a lot of people who will resist this uh, uh, a lot. So you'll find some people say, okay, you know, they believe that certain situations are bad. And you find that there's a 20% of people who think that racism is not an issue or even more. And and they'll sanitize racism by, uh, you know, coming out and making rancid quotes and say, oh, talking about, you, you know, those people say no facts and they nitpick things in situations and say, oh, when, when the person gets shot dead or some sort of thing happens that is unfair, that's terrible, they'll be like, well, you know, what was he doing there? When you, someone got shot, what were they doing there? And not, not dealing with the, with the overriding issue that, you know, in this instance, black, black people have been repeatedly shot dead in the United States. And this has been happening over and over again. You know what I mean? When you talk about sexism, women have been continually marginalized. And, you know... It, I, I have had to deal with this in a very active situation, and the organizational psychologist talked about it. You know, it's not that you have to get rid of a friend, a family that you know are a bit sexist, but you're going to have to start deciding your proximity to them. Like, how much of you do you share with them? How many? How much of you do do you? How much of them do you allow to be in very important aspects of your life? What decision making do you give them? How much of them do you expose to your children and to very sensitive circumstances? And tell people that you what you will not accept from them. You've got to say to them, no, I'm not going to accept certain standards and behaviors. And say, no, I just can't have that around me. And they must know that they, it's unacceptable. And that, 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 that they, they, they can't have it. You can't have it with them. But at the same time, I think one of the things we've stopped doing is having the difficult discussions. I know a lot of people involved... Uh, invoke the cancel culture a lot and that's the reason why a lot of these things keeps keep coming up again the fact that uh, for a long time we think that the the war is won court cases get once and we think well um um that should mean that little children should not get married in zimbabwe so because the marriage uh what you call it um we won the court case that stopped marriage uh, happening in zimbabwe right but we, 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 we did it and went home. We, we stopped saying, hey, we didn't go to check up to see if people were getting arrested and those who are getting, who are getting involved in child marriages, uh, are they getting put, brought to book? What are the police doing about it? People saying, well, there's no law, but the Domestic Violence Act has aspects of that, that, that can be used to charge people with, with, um, with abuse of minors. How is it that uh, people are under 18, you're hearing about it, that it's still happening, and police are saying there's, no, there's nothing we can charge them with in, under the Marriage Act. But what, what, what did we do to push the Marriage Act? I mean, and when the marriage bill came out, everybody's focused on the small house clause. 
Very few people are looking at the uh, under 18 aspect and how, how urgent that aspect was needed to, needed to be dealt with and punishments therewith. There was actually n no debate around it. Yeah. And then it also comes to me one other, one other issue because we're talking about things that we just don't talk about. Uh, in 2013, we passed a constitution that set up the National Peace and Reconciliation Commission, among which the big issues that we've been talking about for years, it's 30 years, uh, well, it's 23 years since well, they, we drew a line on it uh, in as far as the, 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 the atrocities that are referred to as Gukurahundi. What are we doing about it? The lifespan of the National Peace and Reconciliation Commission is 10 years. Of course, it was only enacted in 2017 or something like that, or 16, I don't remember. But it means it's three, four years down the line. And what have we done? And every day, every year, people who had first-hand accounts of Gukura Hundi are dying. What does that mean? You know what I mean? What does actually mean? We're not creating closure for one of the most important aspects of, of our country. And much like the situation, the marginalization of material land is not something, oh, Lawayo and all those areas, it's not something that is imaginary. The development of that area in terms of economic and so forth development is there for everybody to see that it's not been happening at an ideal pace. And, and as long as we keep thinking that those kinds of issues can be kicked down the road and hopefully that they're going to go away, then it's weird. It's like parents who don't, talk, who don't want to talk about their son being gay, who don't want to talk about their daughter never wanting to get, get, get married, don't want to talk about so many other things that make them uncomfortable and hoping that they'll just go away. It's not going to go away. And, and, and the reality is that if you don't deal with the, with the surviving people, people who actually saw the, the citizens, the future is going to just decide what it can or cannot be. In the future, people are going to decide what they believe happened. And whatever you're going to come up with and say that this is the truth of it, it, it not dealing with that injustice is just going to make it worse. And it, it and it speaks to a broader issue within Zimbabwe of inequality, how it's, how it's uh, you know uh, created, how it's clothed in in, in different aspects, whether it's tribal inequality. Somebody decides that because they're Karanga or there's a Zuru or whatever it is that they're superior. It's also you see it in people using in totems. They are totems where people think that they are the bit better totem than anybody else, and not even realizing that the totems in the original construct were never meant to make superior classes, never, ever. But there are people who can walk around and they use it as, as, as their reason for believing that they're better than somebody else, and therefore they use it to engender injustices and inequalities. I mentioned corruption, and therefore that's how it stem, where it stems from, where people start believing that they are a better class that they are better than anybody else. And it's, it's a reality. And if you don't face it, if you don't actively face it, if, because the tackling injustice is a continuous action. It's not something we do and then there's a point that we win it. It's never going to be won. The war against corruption is never going to be won.
But we have to actively work with it. The way against, war against inequality, the war, war against making sure that the police in Zimbabwe are accountable for their actions, for whatever it is, whatever authorities, it, it requires active citizenship. And a lot of people just think it requires a vote. The vote is, uh, the Voting is an event. Being a citizen of a country is a daily struggle. And what it requires is, is dealing with the aspect of healing and, you know, creating enemies and deciding people are enemies doesn't necessarily help. I often say it means, uh, you know, making sure you know who your MP is, making sure they go and represent you in Parliament and your voice is heard. Write emails to the par to Parliament when they their issues. If you think your MP is not dealing with it, write to Parliament it is received. It is recorded. Attend council meetings. Make sure your name is in the council meetings. Otherwise, decisions are going to be made for you. And sometimes, and you know, I just to finish off the, the I, I'm on this section. I remember I've attended so many government events, and uh, where the you know there was a year when we went for Zimbabwe media. Uh, participation. They wanted to know different aspects of the media. How do you want to contribute towards how the media is regulated in the country? And you realize that if I hadn't attended that that stuff, some of my views would never have made it. I mean, my views would never have made it because I realized that the government is full of people who genuinely do not know the how the content online media space works. And they invited um, input. And they genuinely don't know. So they were going to make decisions from an uninformed position. But Im Im imagine if some of us, I remember uh, the Zimbabwe Online Content Creators President, Tanea Rutsito, attended that. He's from Technomag. He attended it. And we were like, oh, no, 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 actually, you online doesn't work like that. And therefore, we were able to create a position and... So it's not it's not a perfect position, but we started the conversation with the government. They genuinely did not know. But if we hadn't attended, would have gone in and would have and they made their own decision. We would have been like, oh no, that's terrible. They are terrible human beings. But if we, we if we're not contributing towards governance and dealing with people who are sometimes genuinely ignorant, that's what you get. So be an active citizen. I know it's difficult and sometimes they're like, oh, those people are evil, but constitutionally we're supposed to be holding people accountable. And, and, and holding people accountable is the sort of stuff that happens and no one is looking. It's the boring stuff, the administrative stuff. You know, put the crossing their T's and dotting your I's and looking at budgets all that other stuff, the, the stuff that is not sexy, the stuff that you don't even, you can't, don't even tweet about, it's the stuff, that boring administrative stuff. That's what we need to be doing daily to make sure that this country is, or this world is a lot better. It's Larry, you listen to the Criticast. Yeah, yeah. Hi, this is Clive Chikubi, and you're listening to the Criticast. Sharp, sharp. Criticast. What's up? This is Pascal and Pierce. And you guys are listening to the Querycast. And you're probably on crack right now, son. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. 
This Larry, you listen to the Criticast. It's a relationship segment. And in this segment, it's about uh, what I'm talking about. Yeah, I said six lies men tell women. And don't worry, guys. Hashtag no snitching. But guys, you got to stop lying about some of this thing, these things. The first one is I only have eyes for you and I only fantasize about you. Um, yeah, that's it. That's that, 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 that one, especially the second part. I only fantasize about you. Ah, ladies, 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 you fantasize about other people. Okay. But you know that as a guy, you don't want to be, you, you can't tell her that you sometimes fantasize about Rihada or something. She, she felt you, you accept as a guy that you're, and, and I'm telling you guys, I know some people are getting very, very uncomfortable with this. Your woman is going to fantasize about Ja Praiser, okay? It's going to happen. And that's a reality. And you're just going to have to deal with it. Stomach it. Just just hold, just deal with it. And But the expectation that as a guy, you're not going to fantasize about somebody else is, is real. And, and the reality is that you don't really... <sighs> Ladies, when he says that, just let it go. Unless it's like really fundamental and you think they're fantasizing about your sister, which would be a little bit worrying. The other one is I'm only, I'm not interested in your past. Of course we are interested in your past. We want to know. We, we, but the thing is, at the same time, you, you, you read a lot of these magazines and they tell you that asking questions about her past shows that you're being insecure and all sorts of things. So we lie that we're not interested in your past. We totally are. We want to know uh, who you dated in grade three. <laughs> but to me personally, I don't, I, I think I, I tend not to want to ask questions whose answers might, I might find uncomfortable, especially in the early stages. But guys want to know. They want to know if you've ever, you know, thought of kissing little what's-his-face, you know. They want to know your past, and 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 and, and if they, they they will try, we will act like when we're comfortable with the fact that you've had sex with 150 people, but more often than not, we're not. We aren't. So the movies make it look like we're cool with it. So when you watch, um, you know, Californication, or you watch um, a million little things. And the people who come and they act like they don't care about each other's sexual history and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, men are insecure about sexual history. And, you know, if a woman say, uh, if you ask a woman how many partners she has, the idea that she's had more than one partner or five partners upsets them. Uh, another one that is uh, often I I want to take it slow. Which man on earth wants to postpone sexual activity? Which man on earth? The moment you see a woman, look. It, there's a principle in life in men that might men function either always be closing the deal. So we'll try to find in, find the shortest route to hooking up. Hollywood will tell you that, oh, the guy waited for years. and Or if you read the Bible, there's the story of Jacob and the guy was just patient. No, he was hanging around. He was just hanging around. He, he, you know, there's so many theories about this that many people have. And ladies, by the way, we read the same books that you do. 
Five signs to see that the guy is really into you. We read that. It's not just left for you guys. <laughs> so if we have to exhibit signs of patience and so forth, we're going, we're going to have to do it. And it will take us to, to part one. I only have eyes for you. Yeah, in principle, there were eyes for you. We were just waiting for you to act right. It is what it is. I fell in love with your soul and uh, not your looks. Yeah, um, this one's like that Hollywood thing, isn't it? Where, uh, where people just sort of like glance across the across the room and they know that this person was the one they were meant to be with until Jesus comes back or whatever the case may be. Come on, man. No one looks at souls. No one can see souls. If we knew souls, then bad people people be in prison, and you know, no one will be murdering people and molesting children if we could see souls no one can see souls okay and falling in love with your soul i mean like gosh when i saw you is the reason i came and said what's up to you the conversation helped and i realized that you're actually a cool person but the first thing i saw was gosh she's cute oh she's hot or whatever the case may be gotta deal with that yeah that's the first thing i came after and then afterwards, you turned out that you were actually the bloody amazing person. And that's why we need to take it further. I never lied to you. We lie. Okay. Human beings lie. Everybody, it's like Dr. House says, everybody lies. It just depends on what you're lying about and how important it is. You come and ask me, like, am I looking fat in this? I'm going to say no. Of course I'm going to say no. And you're going to say the sweet little lies. And there's sometimes you're going to postpone uh, some of the things or you're going to omit certain information and then at some point it's going to come up and like oops yeah at the time of going to press it wasn't the best thing to talk about uh and then there is during sex and there was an there's an uh, an issue with erection <laughs> this has never happened before it has happened before unless you don't haven't had much a lot of uh, sexual activity when you just can't get it up it has happened before it's just you don't know why. And there's a season that it just didn't happen. I know instances it hasn't happened and I just can't explain why. You, you've you been horny. You've been, had a heart and you've been like, I can't wait to do this. And it's time to execute. You're like, oh. and as, as the more you try to get it done, the, the more pressure you put on yourself, the more you keep thinking like, what is going on? And it's just not going to happen. And because your pride comes in the way, you're going to say, this has never been happened before. I just don't understand. Yes, you don't understand why it's happening. But don't lie that it's never happened before. No one, look, a, an erection is not like a, a, a food delivery service where you just order it and it pitches up after, you know, okay. Sometimes food delivery services don't pitch up in Zimbabwe, so that's a bad example. So that's a virtual perfect metaphor. <laughs> Sometimes your food delivery service doesn't get doesn't pitch up. Sometimes your Uber driver or your Windy driver or whatever those people or via whatever it is doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't pitch up. They cancel the trip. So think of it that way. It has happened before. Uh, and. Then if I've gone past six, I'm just going to have two more that I was thinking of. Some where, where men sometimes claim they don't masturbate. Come on, man. Come on. The, it's, it's a thing that has classically been said, that women actually, especially in committed relationships, what, 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 
and get very insecure about their 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 partner masturbating because somehow they're like oh am i not enough no masturbation isn't about you but we're not going to admit we did it because then you bring up all these other complex discussions where we've got to talk about our feelings talk about what we're thinking about maybe we're thinking about you know someone on pornhub that's that's what it was and that's the thing that then the women say, okay, no, we got to lie about our porn watching habits as well. Yeah, men have to lie about a lot of things to keep. They say, uh, the, the, the dangerous one, I can't orgasm without a condom. Oh, come on, guy. Come on. Come on. Uh, it's more like her chances. Sometimes it becomes psychological, psychological, and so, so forth. You can't orgasm with a condom without a condom, really. It's something that men tell themselves. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, no, 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 no. No, we've just got to throw that out, out of the window. Yeah, the idea that, you know, the stimulation of your, of your penis has, is, is very dependent on you not wearing a condom and therefore putting people at risk is ridiculous. This ultra-thin... If your sensitive is associated, there's the ultra thing that comes from, um, what's, the, what's the supplier? From uh, Durex. And that kind of feels like you're not even wearing anything. So please calm down. Yeah. Oh, so those are some of the lies that men tell women. Uh, which, which other ones have you heard before? Um, I haven't snitched anyone. The other deeper lies. Ooh, they're the ones that, that you want women, which is kind of like, yeah, gosh, goodness. So, yeah, so that's it for this week's creative cast. Just to tell you, or you can get in touch with me, Larry, at 3 mobcom Remember, this creative cast is, was in partnership with uh, Aloft Hospitality. Uh, thank you very much to them. Aloft Hospitality group out in, uh, in Zimbabwe, in Harare. They, and I've told you where you can find them. And do the right, do the right thing. Oh, great overnight accommodation options that are over there. And then also get in uh, touch with me. I'm back on radio. This June, uh, I'll be giving you details on the shows that I'll be doing on ZFM Stereo. Uh, the, the podcast is available primarily on iono.fm. Amazing options they have. You should be, if you're running a podcast, I promise you, go and have it hosted on iono.fm. They've got so many exciting options for you to use. They are, and they're great for African content. They're pushing the African content uh, mission very well. They're based out in Cape Town. Uh, so it's an African company. Uh, just just yeah just get involved get your get your content there and uh you know share it with the whole world and i feel like in zimbabwe we need a lot more podcasts and a couple of podcasts already are already uh hosted uh, thanks to iono.fm and then they've got a then also you can find it on my podcast on spotify you can find it on an itunes what is it called apple podcast now yeah google podcast Podchaser, and a lot of other places um on twitter my handles at kwirirai on on uh on um is an instagram at uh larry kwirirai just look for larry kwirirai and find me on whatever socials you find me on uh also look out uh, for other products that are coming out three mob tv three mob.com just go to at three men on a boat that's my publishing company and just go and find out what other exciting things are happening and as far as content development is concerned and that's that for this week's uh, creative cast. But I also wanted to say, and speaking on issue of, issues of injustice, uh, a lot of people say, okay, you know what? Um, the horrible things that are happening in the world are uh, 
the things we cannot control over. But uh, the the officers involved in the death of George Floyd have been arrested and charged with IS second degree uh, murder, and also um, the the, char- the death of Breonna Taylor, which has almost been closed. The investigation into that, but after the police came into a house in March and shot her in her bed because they had moved, they had gone into the wrong house. That's been opened up, uh, so they're investigating that, and there could be charges. The death of Ahmed Aubrey, it's been it's been uh, revealed that the person who shot him came out and said, uh, "Fucking nigger after shooting them and so forth. So the actions in which 50, uh, 50 states stood up and com- complained over police brutality. Yes, it's years later. Yes, we looking about police brutality in the United States going back as far as the 19, 1960s and so forth and as far as the modern world or in the 1990s Rodney King but at some point something is done and and I want to read something for you before I go from Leslie Dwight who says because everybody's been talking about how 2020 has been doing the most and so I said I'm going to read it for you what if 2020 isn't cancelled what if 2020 is the year we've been waiting for a year so uncomfortable, so painful, so scary, so raw, that it finally forces us to grow. A year that screams so loud, finally awakening us from our ignorant slumber. A year we finally accept the need for change, declare change, work for change, become the change. A year we finally band together instead of pushing each other further apart. 2020 isn't cancelled, but rather the most important year of them all. It's been Larry. It's been the Kiddie Cast. Take care of yourself.